Welcome to the Bloomprint Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Sangarides, but you, my friend, can call me Elle. I'm a wedding and event florist, multi-six-figure business owner, and floral mentor here to help you create an elegant, efficient, and effective floral business you can absolutely love. If you're looking to take your floristry business to six figures and beyond, to create a business that works around your life and start living and working with purpose, my love, welcome. Let this be your blueprint. Hello, my lovely flower humans. Hey, it's mid-September. So what that means in Perth and generally around Australia is it's the beginning of wedding season. If you're new to weddings and if you haven't gotten a grasp on what the wedding season looks like yet, in Australia, the season essentially runs September to April, sometimes into May, and it just peters off over the winter. So generally, it's pretty quiet through those winter months, June, July, and August. And that doesn't mean that there are no weddings. I've definitely done weddings in all of those months over the years, but there's less of them. And therefore, you're not generally as busy with weddings. Now, if you're tuning in from any other part of the world, this might be different depending on the weather and the wedding culture in your country or city. For instance, in the US, there's a really large hotel wedding trend. Um, In the UK, most ceremonies are indoors, um, so it doesn't make a wild difference with the weather. But you might find that there's usually a slower pace over those winter months in general as well. So this year, we didn't have a single wedding at Maple and Wren through June, July and August, and actually September as well. Our wedding calendar doesn't kick off until October this year. We do a range of corporate events and private events as well. So we still had floral jobs on, just no weddings over those months this year. I've got to say, for the first time, it actually felt really nice. And so I want to share why it felt really nice. And I also want to talk about what work I do in the off season that keeps the cash flow ticking over and allows the opportunity to expand the business further in that time. Because it's different when you have seasonal work and it's okay to have times where you're not working. And that might feel a bit hard for some people to lean into at this point, but I know it's definitely been a challenge for me. And this year, I've really loved it. So I'm going to share with you why I've loved it and how you might be able to love it next off season too. So one of the key things that I did over this off season was to actually take a break and to make a conscious effort to work less. Now, as I said, this was a very conscious decision and it was what felt right for me to do in this season of my life and this season of my business. So let's talk about that. I have had my business going for around eight years now. I've had my business while I had a full-time job and then a part-time job, and I have slogged over the years to build my reputation in this industry, to expand my skill set, and to build my business so it's at a place right now where I feel like it's okay to take the pedal off a little bit in different ways. I also have two little children. So my daughter Maeve is three and a half and my son Remy is only just over a year old. He was born in May last year and like many business owners, I didn't take a traditional maternity leave where a lot of people might still be returning to work like just now. I was back at work pretty well eight weeks after he was born last year. 
But because I run my own business, I have the ability to design my life around that, which is a freaking massive advantage. I would actually hate to have a day job mandated to go back to after a year at home with a baby. And in all honesty, I'm not sure I would have loved a full year at home with a baby either. I don't know if you're allowed to say that as a mother, but I, I just did and I'm going to. I probably would have ended up starting a business if I didn't have this one because that's just how my brain works and, and that's okay. So when the off season was coming up this year and we didn't have a single wedding, that to me meant my weekends would be largely free to have quality family time. And I automatically scheduled one full week off in each of those months to not be working in or on my business, but to take some time out. And that was a game changer. It's now a non-negotiable that every year I take at least four weeks paid leave because that's what I'd get in a standard nine to five job. And so I'm committed to making that happen for myself. Obviously, we still had some super fun event floral jobs to do over the winter. And because there's a bit more space in our calendar, those actually felt super fun to do. (laughs) So there's definitely bonuses on each side of this for me. That being said, I also changed the way I worked. So for the most part, through June, July, and August, I only worked two to three days a week instead of my usual five. I worked the two days my kids were in daycare, and I occasionally worked another day when we had jobs on. And that gave me space to be present with my kids and my husband, and to also feel like I was having some time for me, which was an absolute gift. Quick ad break to introduce you to our upcoming masterclass, How to Nail a Five-Figure Floral Order. If you are chasing those higher spend couples, this masterclass is for you. In this masterclass, we'll equip you with all of the logistical knowledge that goes into making large-scale wedding floral bookings not only a reality for you, but a walk in the park to execute. We'll cover managing the floral order, working with planners and stylists, logistical requirements, staffing and contracts, and much more taking place on Tuesday the 31st of October 11:30 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time live on Zoom enroll today to scale your business up another key thing that I did over this off season was to do my business planning for the next financial year During wedding season, when you're flat out with weddings and events every week, and sometimes multiple each week, you're deep in the work. And if you have little kids or another full or part-time job to manage, you might not have time or energy to be looking at the bigger picture while you're that consumed in it. But it's really important that you make the space to do that if you want to give your business direction and know what you're actually aiming to achieve. In an ideal world, you'd spend time on your business, working on it, growing your business, refining your business every week. But where time is limited, the off season is a great time to recalibrate that engine, get the wheels in motion and look at what you want to do over the next 12 months. So for me, that involved looking at my numbers for the 22-23 financial year. And this last financial year was our best year yet. So we celebrated what we'd achieved. That's the most important thing. And then when you finish celebrating, you set the goals for finances and for expansion 
for my business for the next financial year and also what plan I'm putting in place to start working towards them. Because as somebody wise once said, a goal is just a dream without a plan, right? I also signed up for new business coaching in this time as well, and that's going to help me achieve the bigger goals that I've set for myself and for my business for the next financial year and get input from some people I admire in business. I attended more networking events as well. Often during wedding season, I can't make it along to things like that because the weddings or the preparation work needs my attention. So I've been able to shift my focus a little bit and you know, put some more energy into networking and some more energy into the coaching programs that I wanted to get involved in. One of the big things for me has been around getting the balance right for marketing our Floral Art Academy. Because if people don't know what we offer, if new florists don't know how we can help and what services are available to them, they won't book in. So I spent some time creating a full year course guide for all of the in-person physical floristry courses and classes and the online business classes and courses and our mentoring packages and launch that out into the ether so our students can make themselves a plan around what training they want to invest in over the next 12 months too. And bloody heck, am I loving seeing your enrollments coming in and the new names I'm getting to put faces to, because it means we're doing exactly what we planned to do, providing support to grow our industry and lift each other up. So that is one of the key things that I spent my time doing over the off season. Now, one of the main things that you should always be doing over the off season that's hugely important for your cash flow is to engage new clients. The best thing you can do in the off season is consultations with new clients, marketing through your social channels, networking, getting involved in wedding groups, attending expos if they're on in your city, doing photo shoots, both bridal and wedding work, showcasing more of the work that you want to be doing to attract those clients and and also doing business branding photos as well if you don't have them already. Get your business out there in front of your ideal clientele, showing them work that's going to entice them in. Encourage them to book their consultations with you and then get those quotes back to them quick, smart and encourage them to book their weddings with you because that deposit income that you're going to get from new clients, that is what helps you sustain yourself over the off season. And that is just cold, hard cash facts. You need income to sustain your lifestyle And that's a key way the cash keeps flowing in. So get yourself out there. If you're feeling the need to hustle, this is the time in the off season to do the hustling. So there you have it. Those are the key ways that I spent my off season 2023. I took a break. I worked on my business planning and I also looked out for new clientele. I would love to know how you spent your off season. Please feel free to DM me on Insta and tell me all about it. Of course, something else that I did over the off season was start this podcast too. Uh, And that's, you know, all about starting a deeper conversation on what the business of floristry really looks like. And I genuinely want to say thank you to everyone for all of the DMs I've received since we launched it. Your acknowledgement of what you're learning from it already 
is so useful to me. So stay tuned. New episodes are dropping every Thursday to keep you, my love, on top of your game, whatever season you're in. My love, as always, thanks for tuning into the Blueprint today. If you found this episode useful, please share it with your flower friends, share it in your stories and give us a tag at Wren underscore Floral Art Academy and connect with us for more juicy content. If you're loving the podcast, we would love it if you could go and leave us a five-star review so we can get this awesome content out to more floral folk and business owners all around the world. Thanks for your time, my love. We'll see you next week for more of The Blueprint.